Welcome to the You Glow Nurse Podcast, where we are growing and glowing through our nursing journey and practicing real self-care along the way. Ready for the real glow up? Join the conversation with me, your host, Fallon Lopez, BSN RN, Certified Health and Wellness Coach and CEO of RU Well, where I empower new nurses to adapt to busy nurse life by creating real self-care strategies that boost energy and build real self-confidence. So if you're struggling to keep afloat in this busy nurse life and ready to ditch the hustle culture, this is a space for you. Let's dive on in to today's episode. Don't forget to like, subscribe to our online community and here on the podcast for more self-care resources. Let's do it, y'all. So let's get into it. Today's conversation is going to be around how to create better self-discipline. Ooh juicy. This is going to get good. So be prepared. Let's talk about it. <laughs> and I'm, I'm laughing. I'm just chuckling because, ooh, to be the one to talk about self-discipline, I am, or I have been the least person with self-discipline, self-discipline for show. And So it's just, it's wild to me to be talking about it, to, you know, be on my platform sharing about how self-disciplined I am or I am becoming because I'm not perfect. I'm nowhere near it, but it's just crazy that I'm now able to talk about self-discipline and I see it in a different light and it's not actually um, what what it's been to me in the past. So you want to stay tuned. I'm going to dive deeper into it today's conversation. We're going to dive deeper into the translation, into the word, into the terminology of what self-discipline really means. I want to share some ways that you can build up. You can create better self-discipline or fortify your current self-discipline practices already so that you can do the best at what you do. This platform is for my caregivers, for my nurses, those that are so busy giving to others, showing up for others that sometimes we put our own health and healing on the back burner and self-discipline practicing better self-discipline can help you get on track with your health goals and help you show up at your very best. That is what I'm here for. That is what this platform is all about. So tonight we're going to dive deep into self-discipline, what it means and some tools that you can use today. So like I said earlier, I have been one of the least self-disciplined person. In my past life, your girl Fallon always had together. I'm a work in progress. Come on, let me be honest. And so a little bit later, I will be sharing the tea about how I have now become more of a self-disciplined nurse, person, woman, you know, all the things. Um, And I now I'm able to practice it. I'm a CEO of my business. I help other nurses to practice better self-care. So you're definitely going to want to tune in. You don't want to miss out on that. Sharing the tea. So before we get into all of that, I want to jump into some quick announcements um, and share some exciting things that I have going on. So my masterclass is coming up November 9th. So if you're loving all these self-care things, you're loving all of this for nurses so that we can show up at our best and you want more practical tools and you want want a more one-on-one space, you want to join us in the Zoom room. We are going live November 9th. And the masterclass, we're basically going to dive deeper into healthy habits. 
for the holidays, y'all. Holiday time is coming up. I don't know when this podcast is going to launch or when this episode is going to launch on the YouTube, but whenever you're listening, tuning in ads, like Halloween is right around the corner. So after Halloween is just like boom, 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 boom. Events, things going on, happenings, like everything, parties, get together. So some during those times, you may feel like you don't have time to take care of your health or to work on your diet or get exercising or take care of your mental health. That may seem like the least thing on your list. That may be at the very bottom of your to-do list. And so I'm here to help you, hold you accountable in your health goals so you don't have to put those things on the back burner, sis. You can still show up powerfully for your health goals so that you can show up empowered in your life as a nurse, as a caregiver, and so much more. And so you don't want to miss out on that masterclass going live November 9th. If you want to join in for that one, make sure you register below. Click the link below um, to register for that class. I'm so excited to share more about my holiday habits um, because it's such a, it can be such a stressful time. And my family always teases me because they're like, girl, you're always healthy. You never give up. You're just always, you know, and I'm like, y'all, it, it ain't an act. It, it's a lifestyle. I don't have to put, put it on and off, you know, like it's a lifestyle and it doesn't have to be something that you um, dread. It can just become part of your lifestyle, part of your everyday routine. And that's what I want to help nurses do so we can do the very best at what we we're always doing, taking care of others so that we can pour from a full cup. All right. So you don't want to miss out on that masterclass going live November 9th. Like I said, click the link below if you want to join us. All right. Let's get into some self-discipline. Ooh, self-discipline. Let's talk about some definitions, some um, what does this word mean? Like discipline, when you hear discipline, it is not sexy. It is not cute. If you're, if you were like me, the past Fallon, like the person that did not practice any type of discipline that had way too much discipline growing up, that was what I did not want to be a part of. I was like, discipline, what? Like, no, <laughs> but I want to break it down. I want to talk about what it really means. And so I looked up some definitions online and here were a couple that I found um, that I thought were really interesting that kind of changed my perspective on what it really means. So the first one, the ability to control one's feelings, control, taking back that control. I like that. That's, that's, that's powerful. We have control. Discipline doesn't control us, but we're taking back control of one's feelings and overcome one's weakness. Oh, so it's a good thing. You're able to overcome your weakness, okay? And the ability to pursue what one thinks is right despite temptations to abandon it. So pursuing, basically I hear it like more of like being able to push through despite the temptations that are gonna happen around us. Like doing the right thing versus the temptation to go left, to go right, to get distracted. Been there, done that. Um, the second one, uh, training and control of oneself, training and control. There goes that word control again, um, but in a different way. Not that the discipline is controlling you, but that you're controlling yourself. You're training yourself and one's conduct, usually for personal improvement. I like that for personal improvement. So it's not just just to be disciplined, to be strict on yourself, to to crack the whip on yourself. Like it's for improvement. It's for a bigger purpose, a bigger cause. Self-discipline is the ability you have to control and motivate yourself. So being able to 
motivate yourself, push yourself forward and stay on track and do what is right. Do what is needed. Do what you need. It takes a lot of practice and it might require you to be patient and kind to yourself, but it's not impossible. I loved when I found this definition or this little breakdown online, the work, uh, where did I find it? The Berkeley Wellbeing Institute. They had this great article about it and they broke it down a lot more about what self-discipline really is and what it means and how to practice it in our lives. And I love the fact that when they talked about self-discipline, that the term patient and kind came up. It wasn't just this strict, just this beat up yourself, get yourself in line, crack the whip on yourself. It was, it's a process that you, it's going to require some patience. It's going to require some kindness, but it's not impossible. So I just loved that they were able to break that down for us. And there's a famous saying by Lao Suits that says, Mastering others is a strength. Mastering yourself is true power. I loved that saying, just the fact that, you know, as leaders, as, you know, people that are always giving of ourselves to others, that are always making a difference, making an impact, it can be one of our strengths to master others, to help others, to do all the things, to organize the things and all of that. But when you master yourself, that is the true power of a leader. Yes. Using it as empowerment instead of a negative connotation. Switching that mindset of discipline being a negative thing. Discipline is a good thing. It's something that you need and that's going to motivate you that you're going to use in the long run for the bigger picture. And I think once we make that shift, we can then look at discipline as something that we need in our lives. So I want to share a little bit about my story, and then we're going to get into some ways that you can start practicing uh, more self-discipline and the areas of where self-discipline that you can use the self-discipline because it's not only in your workouts, you know, your healthy diets, but it's also in your emotional regulation and um, how you show up for yourself every day, you know, how you um, uh, don't pop off at everybody. And we're going to get off, get into that more here in a second. Um, But I want to share the reason why I wanted to talk about this this uh, self-discipline or the the breakdown of self-discipline and how it has been a part of my personal development because I was the least self-disciplined person. Like if you would have told me maybe two, three years ago, maybe a little bit longer, maybe like four or five years ago, you know, I'd be talking about self-discipline. I'd be talking about self-care. I'd be like this um, advocate for health and healing, I would have never believed you. I'd have been like, uh, you're lying, right? Um, For real, that's me? Yeah. Um, Because of what happened, of how I grew up. And so taking it back, let's go throw it back Thursday, right? It's it's Thursday. Let's throw it back real quick. Um, And I'll take you back to, you know, just growing up. Hey, look, uh, growing up, uh, I grew up in a home with a lot of rules. Uh, my parents were very strict with us. Um, I'm Latina. Maybe it's something to do with the foreigners in us. I'm not really sure, but I know a lot of foreigners have, you know, it's something that they want to control. They want to control the outcome. They want good for their children. And so my parents were on the same boat. They wanted to control the outcome of my life. And so with control was a lot of rules and a lot of discipline. And a lot of like, tell me what to do all the time. 
Um, so a little background about that. My dad is in the military. My mom was very heavily active in the church. So she was a reverend. She was a minister. So to have those two dynamics, my dad being in the military, my mom being so closely in the church, you know, I grew up in this very strict household to where everything was dictated to me. I was told what to do. And, you know, they did it for my well-being. They thought they were doing it for my well-being. They thought, you know, they were giving me the best that they had. That's what they thought would help me stay on the right track, which I understand. And I have worked through that. And I've gone to therapy, you know, and I let that go, you know. But <laughs> it's been a lot to grow up in that type of household with the very sheltered household. So I grew up with a lot of discipline. So <laughs> I, I, I did. I had a lot of resentment towards that up group upbringing because I didn't want uh, I didn't want that growing up. Uh, it was not part of my personality. If you know me now, I'm very outgoing. I'm a I'm a wild child at heart, but I'm building better boundaries now. You know, I'm working on me. I'm growing, growing and glowing out here. Um, but growing up, that dynamic with my parents being so strict, me being a wild child. We clashed all the time. My childhood was rough. My parents and I fought all the time. My dad was always on my case. And it just led me to a place of like, you know, not accepting myself, wanting to just hurry up and graduate, leave the house so I could do my own thing. And so when I left home, here comes the two opposite ends of the spectrum, right? You know, coming from a household of very much self-discipline, a lot of discipline, a lot of rules. I busted out of the house. I went to college. There was no rules. There was no one to tell me what to do. And so I was all the way on the right. I was all the way on the other side of that extreme and no discipline. But I stayed in school, y'all. This is crazy. Nobody but God, like no one but God, because Fallon was out here. She was just trying to find herself and no discipline needed. Like I was not trying to be anywhere near no rules, no discipline, because like I said, growing up in that household of so much control, I, I, I wanted to find out what life was without discipline. So I went all the way left. But by the grace of God, I completed school. I stayed on, you know, stayed on track. But there was no clear path for my life. I just knew like eventually I was going to be a nurse. I was like, somehow I'm going to get to, you know, graduate. And I did by the grace of God. Thank you, Lord. Um, and then on the flip side of that, so in this journey, my health and healing journey, which a lot of you may be able to relate to, you know, you see these different sides of you, you go on each opposite end of the spectrum and you find out more about yourself. And so for me, as I begin to walk in my healing journey, this has probably been over the last couple of years, probably the last two years on the flip side after recovering from my burnout, you know, finding out, okay, I lacked a lot of self-discipline and I saw how the daily practices, how that could have been responsible of, of the way that I was showing up. I went all the way to the other side again. I went back to my childhood. I went back to the discipline again. I went all the way left. So it was the back and forth, the two extremes. And, you know, that's really what happens um, in life. You know, we got to find that middle, finding that middle place um, where we can find the flow, the balance of our lives. And it's only through trial and error that we are able to find that and that we're able to put into practice the things that we need for our health and well-being. So like things like 
you know, just getting quiet, getting more self-aware, you know, doing the things, doing the work. Um, but it wasn't until I went through it that I was able to then start finding my middle. You know, I had to go through it. So I went all the way back into the full discipline mode because I had felt like I wasted so much time in college. You know, I wasted so much of my life. I, that's what I was feeling. And a lot of you may be... Um, you, you may feel the same way. Like once you, you're like, okay, self-discipline is a good thing. It's a great thing. You know, like I want to be more disciplined, right? You're excited. You're like, okay, I can do this. Um, and you may be on one extreme, like, okay, I wasted so much time not being disciplined. Now I'm going to read all the health, self-help books. I'm going to do all the things. I'm going to make all the checklists. Um, and yeah, that was me. I went into full self-discipline mode because I felt like I wasted so much time. I had way so, way too much fun in college, you know, um, trying to explore, trying to find myself. And so now I wanted to catch up. Now I wanted to make up for all of the things that I wasted. And that in itself was not a very healthy place to be either because I was so work, work, work. I had a therapist. I had a coach. I was reading the books. I was doing a podcast. I was doing all the things, you know, but sometimes you just got to allow your time, body and time for rest, for stillness. So now balancing the self-discipline and making a, a discipline, another discipline to embrace rest and productivity has been my next level of growth. So making that time to find that middle, you know, and not to be one extreme or the other for sure. Um, and getting better every day. It's, it's our responsibility. So I can get that excitement, that push to do more, to want to go hard and to do all the things for yourself. Um, but also applying a time for rest and stillness and making time for fun is part of discipline. You know, it's all part of the bigger picture mode. Like discipline is not just a negative connotation. Um, it is something that is useful for our lives and that's going to help us show up better, even though we're already busy with nurse life, right? So how does, let's get into that. How does self-discipline help busy nurses when it sounds like so much work? <laughs> it sounds like another thing to put on my to-do list, Alan. I don't know about this. What exactly are we talking about? So let's dive in. a few ways that you can start practicing discipline um, in your busy nurse life. Okay, so the daily habits in our self-care. How we prepare for our shifts, how we prepare to give to others is important. It's a discipline. You wake up every day, you wash your face, you brush your teeth. Those are disciplines. You have to be disciplined to go to work every day, to show up on time. That's a choice. That's a choice to do those self-care things. So if you're able to do those on an everyday regular basis, all right, let's take it up a notch. What are the ways that you can prepare for your busy day? So making time for what your body needs, such as getting enough sleep, disconnecting from your devices. You know, taking an hour to two hours to disconnect, reading a book before, you know, before you get to bed, setting the mood for your bedtime, turning off all the lights, making it a cool room. Like I have to be intentional about bedtime because look, <laughs> I need my eight hours. I do not play about my eight hours. Like, but it, you know, it takes some extra effort. But when you're more rested, 
you're able to think clearly, you're able to get into work on time, you're able to do all of the self, the disciplines that you need, you're well rested. So that is my, that's my basic foundation. I gotta make sure I'm resting, having, um, making time for healthy meals, making sure you're, you're fueled up the right way, not overdoing the caffeine. Yes, y'all, I brought up coffee. <laughs> y'all send me the hate mail later. I know we live off of coffee. I know, but show I am the same way. I have at least one cup of coffee every day and a cup of tea at lunchtime. But, you know, in our busy nurse life, it can feel like we don't have enough energy. And so throwing back that coffee can feel like, or those caffeine drinks, those sugary caffeine drinks. Um, those monsters, those power Red Bulls, whatever they're called nowadays, like I can't keep up, you know, putting a cap on it. Like when is the minimum? Like I can't just live off of caffeine. Maybe I'm so tired because I need more rest. Maybe I'm more very tired because I'm stressed. I need water maybe. Maybe that's why, you know, putting a cap on our caffeine level. Even I know like the two, the the cup of coffee and the tea, that's a lot for me. So um, I have to be very mindful of how much caffeine I'm putting into my body. And then even binge eating. So we meal. It's a, it, that can become a habit. But making it a discipline to go to lunch, make time for lunch, find a stopping place. It don't matter if you have to like, look, this is all I can do. Like, I have to leave. I have to eat. I'm going to give you reports. I'm going to write these the three top things that are stat needed. But everything else, I need to go eat. I need to go take 15 minutes and go for a walk. Making those non-negotiables a discipline. Making sure that you are taking your lunch getting water, taking your your break, whatever it is, so that you're not binge eating later because we skip meals. It's easy to do that, especially right now for me. Like it's something that I have to be very mindful of. And I thought, you know, people are going to think I'm weak. People are going to think, oh, she's slacking. She's lazy because she have to go take her lunch. No, honey, I need to eat. Oh, you only been standing around for four hours. What? The body has been standing around for four hours. My mind has been taking in all this information for four plus hours. Okay, so like, <laughs> that's a lot, y'all. That's work. Like, I need a break. Like, and I don't care anymore. But it's been, <laughs> it's been something that I've had to work through because I'm coming from a 12-hour shift job to an eight-hour shift. So it's been a little different. I'm like, am I really working that hard? Do I really deserve a break? But no, you don't have to work for a break. You deserve your break. Even if that four hours wasn't a lot going on, like your 12 hour shift or whatever the excuse that you give that, oh, you ain't working hard enough. So you need, you don't need a break yet. No, it's a discipline. Take your breaks, make time for your disconnecting and walk away. Another way that you can add self-discipline to your busy nurse life without making it just so much work. Um, Really thinking about emotional intelligence. And I said this a little bit earlier, like self-discipline, you may think it's just about the habits and the workouts and the eating healthy, but it's also our emotional health as well, our emotional well-being. So <laughs> putting boundaries and self-discipline on your emotions sometimes. And I'm laughing, I'm chuckling because, oh, honey, this has been me this year. Oh, Jesus knows. Like not taking things personal when people come in at me and I don't like your tone. I don't like how you're addressing me. And I don't like how you're making me feel. You're triggering me. Something's going on. Putting a little emotional intelligence on them, like really, Fallon, are you just stressed? 
is something going on? Are you lacking sleep? Are you hungry? Are you hangry? You know, putting some emotional intelligence on it, not popping off at everyone, um, not taking things personal, knowing when to push back. Like, hey, that's not okay. Your tone right now, the way that you're speaking to me. And these are things that I'm practicing, y'all. Like I'm practicing all the time. The tone that you're speaking to me at right now is not conducive for work. So I'm not going to be able to speak to you right now. We can come back and try this again later. Ooh, when I started using that, I was like, oh, I feel good. I feel nice. I'm working on me. Like I'm putting up boundaries, you know, just being able to do that. But it takes time. It takes practice. Um, And it takes a lot of self-awareness to be like, okay, this is not anything related to me. The way this person is reacting has nothing to do with me. As my girl Nedra Tawab, I want to say Nedra Tawab, nothing is ever personal. The way people react to you is really a reflection of how they're feeling inside. Um, so not taking things personal, knowing when to push back respectfully. Um, Basically, emotional intelligence is how we express ourselves during stressful situations, knowing how to express ourselves in a healthy way, in a productive way, um, so that we can get things done. And having these disciplines are going to help us build ourselves up to fill our cups and do the things that we need to so that we can show up. So just reminding yourself of that on the daily. Um, another way that you can practice self-discipline is building building up the workplace, creating that environment. Um, so time management is a big one. So like I said, it's more than just the emotional intelligence or the, the, the workouts and the nutrition. Time management is a huge issue for a lot of people like me, Aki, see this one. I need to work on time management, y'all. Like how much time are we spending on things that don't add to our lives? Or to our work? Like, are we scrolling? Are we gossiping? Are we spending too much time on certain things and not prioritizing what's important? And time management is something that I'm working on. Shout out to my friends and to my boyfriend because, <laughs> honey, I'm sorry. I'm working on these things, okay? Um, but I appreciate y'all being, being kind to me as I work on this. So um, let's talk about some ways, some tips to help you build, okay? So I just talked about some ways that we can build self-discipline. Now, how do we put these in action, Fallon? Like, I need some to-dos. I need some ways. Let's get it together. And, okay, so being self-aware. Self-awareness is the basis for a lot of things. If you want to put anything into action, start being self-aware, getting to the nitty-gritty, getting down to the quiet time where you can ask yourself questions like, what areas of life do I lack discipline in? What areas do I lack discipline? Like I said, time management. Ooh, that's me. How am I going to work on that? Okay. Um, yes, I know that I lack on, on time discipline. Like if I say 3 o'clock, I really mean 3.20, 3.15 maybe. Um, I'm trying to get better. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, asking yourself questions like what has been the trend? When I say 3 o'clock, I don't really mean 3 o'clock. I mean like 3.30 sometimes. But why? What is the trend? How, why does that happen to me? Why do I get stuck in that trend? And accepting the areas where we lack with patience and kindness. 
So instead of me just being like, dang, Fallon, you always late. You always running late. You always lying. You telling people you're going to be there, but you still in the shower and you're not even ready yet. Like, what's wrong with you? You're a liar. You're just failing. You just can't get anything right. So these are things that I've had to work through so I could tell you these things out loud because they're conversations that I've had. But, you know, accepting the areas, not beating up on myself, though. Okay, Fallon. You take way too long to get ready. You underestimate the time you need to get ready. You think you can get ready in in 30 minutes, sis? It's not true. It's a lie. You don't get ready in 30 minutes, Fallon. So how can we improve? How can we get better? How can we work on our time management, Fallon? Okay, accepting the areas where I'm lacking. (laughs) with patience and kindness. This has been real, y'all. Like it has really been real. And changing the perspective of failure and unworthiness. Instead of looking at at it as like, oh, it's my shortcoming. It's an area that I fail at. It's an area that, you know, I'm not worthy. Especially at work, um, being new in this area of transplants. I work in a transplant clinic. Uh, we we help uh, the, we transplant kidneys and uh, liver, you know, liver failure patients. Um, So this is a new world for me. I've never worked in transplants. I'm an ICU nurse by heart. I'm a critical nurse, critical care nurse by heart. So for me to be in this line of work, it's very different. It's hard for me. And I'm just like, okay, I'm going to figure it out. But a lot of it has been challenging to me as a person. And when I make a mistake and when I don't know something or like I mess up or I say the wrong thing or don't, you know, hold up my end of the, the you know, what I'm supposed to do, it affects me in a way where I feel like a failure, where I feel like I messed up, where I did something terribly wrong. And a lot of my worthiness gets tied up into it. And I've had to ask myself, why is it that I feel like when I, when I, when I lack the discipline or I make a failure or something happens that's out of my out of my control. Why is it that I take it on as a failure? Why is it that I take it on as something that affects my worthiness? But doing this work has been so valuable to me overcoming, but I haven't been just doing it on my own. I've been inviting my therapist into the sessions with me, inviting God into the sessions with me when I feel like I'm not enough, when I feel like, okay, I could do better, or you know, like I'm being really hard on myself. That's when I have to ask for help and uh, ask for others to help me to hold me accountable so that I'm able to be more disciplined, but in a loving way, in a loving nature. Discipline is not something that you're just supposed to beat yourself up, whip yourself into shape and just get you together. You know, it is something that takes patience and kindness. And a lot of times we forget that. So really changing that negative connotation, that negative point of view into something that, okay, this discipline is going to help add to my life. Um, And doing it in a in a graceful and loving way instead of being hard on yourselves. You know, discipline doesn't mean just beating yourself up. Um, So after you've become more self-aware, after you've become more loving and kind, you accept where you're at. You don't just stay in pity party mode. It's easy to stay in the pity party mode when you realize, okay, this is where I'm lacking. I am not disciplined in making healthy choices. I am not disciplined at the gym. I am not disciplined with gossiping. You know, I'm not disciplined with my time management. Does that make me a horrible person? No. 
Let's move on. Let's move forward. Okay. How can we move forward? Yes. And I love what my friend Amanda Kay says, like acknowledge the feelings, but okay, where do we want to feel next? Where do we want to feel? What is it that we want to feel next? And then my coach, look y'all, I've been my friends help me through, you know, it ain't just by yourself that you get through these things. You need accountability and friends. And my coach says, you know, your, your feelings are like a ship that passes in the night. You know, you just, you see the ship, it goes, it goes, you acknowledge it. You see it. You like, okay, ship, I see you. You're there. Okay. But it's just sailing on through. It just keeps moving through and it takes some time. You don't have to just rush out of the feeling, which we want to do normally, you know, like that's what we want to do. But instead let's let it pass on by and keep going. So once you pass the shortcoming, you acknowledge that, okay, this is where I'm lacking. You go through the feels, whatever the feels are, whether you're feeling, you know, whatever the feels that come up for you, okay? Then make a plan. Now we're ready for action. So make a plan and start small. Making the plan helps you see the finish line, okay? I want to be more disciplined in my time management, so I need to make a plan. Like I said, I did the self-assessment. Why is it that I'm you know, feeling like I'm going to get ready in a short amount of time. What is it that I need to start doing? I get wrapped up in work. I get wrapped up in cleaning. I get wrapped up in whatever it is. Like, how can I bring it back? Creating that plan. Being on time is important to me because I value the people that I want to show up for. Being on time, giving people enough time, um, putting boundaries on my time is important because I want to make the most out of the time that I'm with people, that I'm doing my work, that I'm at work, you know, whatever it is, having that plan and that purpose, knowing what you want to achieve and why it matters. And then reminding yourself daily, even hourly, this is why I want to stay on time. I want to manage my time because I want to make the most out of my hours. I want to be present for everyone. I don't want to be thinking about other things you know, when I'm running late, like I want to be present. I want to make time for things that are important to me. So that means being better disciplined with my time, right? Um, and having that plan prevents you from getting distracted and it keeps you focused to see the finish line, okay? So this plan can look like being kind to yourself, asking for help from a t trusted resource, setting limits on how much you spend on an activity. Um, like I said, I'm working on time management. So one way that I am working on my time management is by doing a, a time blocking type of thing. So I'll commit to two hours. Okay, I'm going to do work for two hours. I'm going to be at my parents' house for two hours. I'm going to, you know, do whatever it is for two, three hours. Um and every 30 minutes, take a break, especially if it's work, you know, like if I'm working on my business or anything, making sure I take 30 minutes to take a break. And then once that two hours is done, once that time limit is done, okay, now I can move on. Taking a break goes a long way with self-discipline because sometimes <laughs> we need a break rather than just quitting or throwing in the towel. So set yourself up for success is another way that you can work on adding more self-discipline, like not going to the grocery store when you're hungry, right? We've all heard that one. Okay, how many of us do it? Oh, I try. <laughs> I try, sis. I try. 
budgeting. Set yourself up for success. Budget your time and your money. And this is something that I'm working on budgeting as well. I'm not a huge shopper, but making sure I'm putting allotting my time and my money to the things that matter the most in my life. Um, Another way to set yourself up for success with uh, in regards to healthy habits is like setting out your work gear the night before, um, keeping healthy snacks on hand. I bring the snacks to work and I keep it in my little drawer because all the other snacks are, there's abundance of them. But where are the healthy snacks, y'all? Where are the good snacks? And um, limiting the amount of temptations. I, if you got a temptation with the break room and you know it's going to be donuts in there, you know they always bring in the candy in your manager's office and you know they always going to do that. Okay, look, I'm not even going into the break room. I'm not even going to go look at that candy ball in my manager's office. I'm going to just go in quick and go in and out. Out of, style, out of sight, out of mind. All right. I hope those tips helped you to become more self-disciplined, become more self-aware, accepting the areas where we're lacking discipline, acknowledging the feelings, all the feels that come with that, but letting it pass on by. And then making a plan. After you have acknowledged, you've seen the shortcomings, the the areas of work that are needed, and you are now ready to move forward. You have now seen self-discipline as something that you need in your life, that it is no longer just uh, cracking the whip on you or just beating yourself up, that no, self-discipline is needed for my life. Now you can start making a plan. And then start small, daily habits, daily routines. And then time blocking. Time blocking is a great way to... Um, practice self-discipline, and then setting yourself up for success. So the art of self-discipline isn't a self-depreciating one, meaning that you have to defeat yourself and beat yourself up, or one that, or one of self-deprivation, of restriction, of so much limiting. It is not just of these negative connotation, but is one that is going to add to your life, to benefit you with the training and the motivation that you need to succeed. Discipline is another form of personal boundaries. Yes, boundaries is another form of discipline. And we know that healthy boundaries and limits are self-care. So discipline is another form of self-care, giving yourself the things that you need to succeed, putting those disciplines in life, putting them into practice every day, creating your routines, your boundaries, what you need to succeed, and it's good for the soul. Protecting your limits and your energy so that you can show up at your very best. That's what practicing self-discipline is all about. Doing the things that ground you and add to your life and help you be your very best. So if you want more self-care practices for busy nurse life, join my masterclass November 9th. Sign up today. Click the link below so that you can sign up for that masterclass. I'm not going to leave you empty handed for these holidays. The holiday time can be so stressful, all the events, all of the planning, then the long shifts to add on to the pressure, your self-care, your healthy habits, your nutrition, all of the healthy goals that you have in mind, probably out the door. Or if you're like some of us that want to rush in and get everything done at the end, you may be rushing to get it together. Like I was supposed to have it together this year. Well, this class is for you. This masterclass is just for you. I want to give you the daily practices that you can use to keep you on track. Healthy holiday habits, 
going live November 9th, just in time for Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's. I got you, sis. You don't want to miss out. Register below with the link at the bottom of the screen or in the show notes. I'm so happy that you were able to join in on this conversation around what self-discipline really means. Like I said, it's not another self-deprivating or self-defeating practice. It is one that is going to add to your life and help you become better. So start practicing today. It doesn't have to be a huge announcement or a huge shift in your everyday life. No, it can be a small start that you can start today, a small step that you can start today. And I'm here to support you in that. Thank y'all. It's been an amazing conversation. Let me know in the comments below if you were able to find any value in this conversation. I want to hear from you. It's a conversation between us two. I appreciate your time. Thanks for showing up and I'll see you next time. Bye.